Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. Hello. Hello. <laughs> how Long are you? Lost friend. How are you? <laughs> Hello. What is it? It's me. <laughs> how are you? I'm fucking bored. Down. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. I'm fine. I mean, I ha- I didn't eat from Thursday oh to God. Monday morning. I-, I mean, normally if I don't eat for like 37 minutes, I'm starving. <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, I just couldn't. I I just couldn't eat. I was just felt so rubbish. Look, for those people that are listening that don't know what's happened here, Georgia, you've been really sick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously not really, really, really sick, but just actually sick. Like, just couldn't. I couldn't keep any food down randomly for like yeah, th- for four days. So, um... what was the first thing I said to you? <laughs> What was the first thing you said? I miss it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes, she did. I blocked that out of my mind. She put, are you pregnant? (laughs) And absolutely, I am not pregnant. No, absolutely not. Once you've clarified Um, that, that's fine. But um, (laughs) then I I was like, oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. I hope you're feeling okay. Because there is literally, like, name something worse than having to parent through uh, food poisoning or some sort of stomach bug. Nothing. Honestly, there really isn't because there's nothing you can do. You have got to carry on. So mm. I'm like throwing up, laying on the sofa, sweating. Like, I mean, just gross. And Axel actually put um, a doctor's outfit on and he made Gigi put a little nurse's outfit on, which is just like hilarious. Oh, I'll pop a picture on Instagram. Um, and they were looking after me. But I think at one point he was actually concerned when I was like, Axel, you really need to look after me. He was like, but I can't. I'm just a kid. <laughs> I'm not a real doctor. I'm a pretend doctor. <laughs> yeah, there was a point where he, I, I thought, oh, I think I've taken this too far now. I'm going to actually have to try and snap out of this. Well, um, you, you, you couldn't here. snap out of it. You've done w- yeah. really well done. And obviously, James' <laughs> game got cancelled as well. So suddenly yes. you went solo, which is phenomenal oh. from the universe. Thank you. Yes, I know. Thank you. And how are you, Zoe? I know this has, you know, been a bit of a tough, a tough week for you, I guess. Yeah. Oh God. Thanks for asking. I'm, I think I'm fine. I just feel horribly sad. Obviously yesterday, well, we're recording on a Monday. So today is, is Flacky's anniversary of her death. I just can't believe it's been a year. Um, it just feels 
still just so desperately, desperately sad and what a shame. And we all miss her. I, I, you know, we talk about her a lot amongst our friendship group and everybody's got their own pain and suffering around this. And, you know, you just keep replaying the same sort of questions like, you know, why and why couldn't you just hang on? And because I just keep thinking like, you know, the COVID world would have hit and, you know, it would have just been a bit more quiet for her, but it hasn't happened and you can't turn the clocks back. So I just think, you know, her legacy of leaving, you know, everyone thinking about the be kind message is something that I just want to focus on this week and going forward, like we always do, is just be kind to one another. And I know that everybody's going to be suffering, her friends, her family and, you know, her lovely twin sister, Jodie. It's just, yeah, it's a pretty shitty time and I don't feel great. And I fell over in the supermarket today, like <laughs> arse over tit. I didn't even slip on anything slippery, just slipped. Um, and then the guy that was working there was like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And then when I walked around the corner, I could hear him going to his work colleagues, well, you're not fine, love, are you? Because you're on the floor in a supermarket. And I was like, I'm just going to go back around there and go, listen, mate, today is not the day, okay? Oh, my gosh. Do you know what? I don't cry, but that would have made me cry. I'd I'd have been cross with myself for falling over and then cross with him. Oh, gosh. That that is the sort of thing that tipped me over the edge. It was like a three-prong attack because then I saw my reflection in, like, some sort of tin tin can or I don't know what it was something in the supermarket and like I had the different mascara on that leave left like an imprint at the top of my um eyelid so I had like black and I'd fallen over and I was really sad so you know it was just a great afternoon um but like mate listen we've got we've, we've got to we've got to carry on haven't we it's like what we do and, and and doing the podcast gives me so much solace and having these conversations and yes. the kids the kids are off on half term which is lovely so we're having lots of cuddles Oh, that's great. It's nice, isn't um, it? It is, it is. And I think, you know, I guess this year everyone is going to have suffered in some way. And as parents, we we, ha- we have to carry on and we do just carry on. Um, I, I was thinking and, about, yeah. I was thinking about that and I was thinking about how much she loved being around kids and how, you know... I, a smile from your from your child can kind of heal you and lift you up and make you feel amazing. And I think that's one thing I'm just hanging on to this week is just like the kids, we're so lucky. We're so lucky to have them. But yes. um, I, I put an Instagram post up this morning just saying how privileged I felt to have been on a journey with, with Carrie and how like how magic it was. You know, everywhere she went, every door she walked into, she just lit up rooms and we'd go on these adventures. It was just like it was such a privilege to have had that time in her life. I'm lucky to have been her friend. So yeah, it's it's all fine and we're going to get on with this before I start crying. We are chatting to somebody really amazing today. Yes, we are, who has been on an incredible journey herself. Um, she, you know, struggled from depression and actually in the chat you'll hear um, her tell us how she actually attempted suicide. Mm. Um, but... where she is now couldn't be further from where she was all those years ago so it's definitely a story with a really happy ending um so today we're chatting to maria fowler so very exciting joining us on the podcast today is the wonderful maria fowler hello hello (laughs) how are you maria you know what this is my first ever podcast (gasps) i love this (laughs) where are you right this moment i'm sat on my bed at my house in derby (laughs) okay lockdown treating you all right how's it going how's the house oh it's do you know what it's going okay um we've kind of taken a new avenue with um 
business, myself and my husband. So for us, obviously it's been difficult, but it's it's kind of given us time to both kind of reevaluate and in our professional and personal life. So I've I've kind of tried to use it as a as a time of growth, as cheesy as that sounds. (laughs) I love it. it. And so for those that don't know, um, know sort of your story, can you just sort of take us back to how you got into the public eye and also like where you are now? Okay, so when I was, oh gosh, we're going back nearly 11 years now, um, I was on The Only Way Is Essex. Um, I left, I was on the first three seasons, so when it was kind of like crazy, um, I left the show um, I had struggles towards the end of the show, um, ended up leaving the show. I was, it was just so difficult with the press and things like that. Um, I kind of kept that presence on social media, kept things rolling. Um, and yeah, 10 years on, I'm kind of still popping about. Um, I've taken a step back from sort of the media and I'm more focused on kind of blogging and being a mom and kind of the more simple things in life, really. Is that where we first know you from, from The Only Way is Essex? Is that, is that kind of when you, you entered that, that media world and the public eye? No. Well, I moved to London at 20 um, and I did page three um, for the Daily Star. So that's kind of my first sort of introduction into that sort of life. And I think that was the sort of basis of why I was put on The Only Way is Essex because I had that background. And back then it was all about that, wasn't it? Like the the big hair, the cleavage, the big teeth. And yeah, times have changed a bit. <laughs> and, and sort of flash forward kind of 11 years. And it's for me, this is such an, this is why Georgia and I were really, really keen to chat to you today because you've done such a 180 in terms of your, I guess your message and your, your kind of what you're showing us on Instagram now, it feels a million miles away from where it was. And I guess the question is, is this a result of becoming a mum? And what what do you really want to do with your social media profile now? So it, it's so weird because it's just so happened. Like it's not something I've actually sat down and thought, this is where I'm going. This is what's happening. It's kind of, it's taken me by surprise as much um, how I've de- developed and grown as I think it has from a lot of messages that I get of people saying, oh my gosh, I followed you for years. Like you totally, you've totally like you say, done a 180. Um, it was just natural. Um, I felt like I was at a point where I didn't really know where my social media was going. I didn't really, I didn't really want to be on there for the sake of being on there. I don't want to be sat in my underwear holding a 24 red roses on Valentine's Day. And I've got nothing against that and nothing against it, but it just didn't feel natural to me. And I was doing, you know, pictures for fashion brands. And I'm saying to my husband, like, these look crap. I'm not a. I'm not naturally one of these influencers. It just looks amazing doing these pictures, and I just felt like it was really getting me down because I just felt pressured to perform and pr- produce these pictures. Where I, during lockdown, I said, "This isn't my lifestyle. Like, I'm not out drinking cocktails." And naturally, I think when I had my second daughter, I, I put a picture on that I felt like. I don't want to sound too deep, but it like was liberating for me to kind of go, this is what I look like. This is my body. And, and it got such a good response that it made me feel so good. And I thought, oh my gosh, like this is a, a stronger message than showing, look how much weight I've looked, look, look how amazing I look. Don't get me wrong. Some people do look amazing after having babies, but for the majority of us, it, it's not real. And 
and to post pictures like that, it just feels like, for me personally, like it just feels a bit fraudulent because it's not real. It's not who I am. Yeah. Do you think, um, you know, your background and being in The Only Way is Essex and, and doing glamour modelling and that kind of stuff has, I guess, impacted the way you feel? And, you know, you've, ha- you've put so much pressure on yourself. And now that you're a mum to, you know, to two girls, is that something you kind of want to them to grow up not feeling you know that real pressure of how you look and what other people think of you yeah um I mean I'm I'm really becoming a feminist um and I know that term's got a lot of stigma but I'm really educating myself and I'm following um lots of incredible people on Instagram and learning from them um one I love is uh, la 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 let me explain I don't know if you're familiar Ooh, with I her I don't know we'll oh god her message she's a social worker and her messages are just really inspiring as to how I want to bring my daughters up and you know I'm still learning as well um and I'm not here to kind of go this is how to bring up girls it's just how it's just there's a lot of things with girls and it is you know the image that they have to feel that they have to be and have to look and um I've I've seen um do you know Florence Given yeah um and there's a lot of there's yeah. a lot of um inspirational people and you know like is it women don't owe you pretty and I just I really feel that I want them to grow up not feeling that they have to it sounds quite like well, well that's what I did for so many years but I don't want them to grow up feeling that they've got to look a certain way and be a certain way and give themselves too easily because you know, I just don't think, I just don't think it's great for their self-esteem. Georgia and I have this conversation a lot. We talk about it a lot on Mobile Mamas. We talk about it personally between the two of us. And it's fascinating because actually James came on the podcast, um, I think, yeah, last week. And she was talking about how she struggled to raise, you know, the idea to have a a, a boy in her life and to raise a man because of the way she'd been treated by men in her past. And I said, I feel like any gender, it comes with its issues and its worries because, you know, we've all been teenage girls before. We've known the pressures. Now you add in social media and, you know, there is still that that kind of like, you know, oh, doesn't she look amazing and airbrushed images and edited images, you know, by by various people on Instagram that we're just consuming constantly. And it's frightening. It's frightening that that is a world that they're going to have to grow up in. I mean, for me, I don't want them anywhere near it because I just want to protect Luna and Isla for as long as possible. Yeah. But you can't keep them sh- wrapped up in cotton wool, can you? Yeah, and I think I think there's this thing. I think our generation are probably finding this quite hard because we grew up. Um, I mean, I'm 35 this year, and when we were at school, the magazines for girls were how to get him to fancy you, wear perfume yeah. that he likes, and um, wear lipstick and all this stuff. Whereas boys' magazines were just about here's a woman with not a lot on. And it, it's, a, it's a really damaging message in hindsight, looking back at, hang on, we were all about you look good to attract a man. And it's a very, very hard mindset to get out of. I was just going to say, because obviously you, you know, you were doing page three. That is yeah. the world. You were that person. And so I guess, what did it do to you? And what if your daughters turned around to you and said, this is where I want to go? What would you say to them? <laughs> um oh god hopefully it's all banned by then <laughs> not really um, <laughs> it, it's hard isn't it I mean I'm again I'm all for women 
doing what they want to do and I've got nothing against page three or glamour modeling or anything like that um it's hard I think you you just have to teach them the boundaries and the respect and um another thing as well it's not giving themselves too easily and feeling like they have to do certain things for men to fancy them and boys to fancy them and it's a it's a a journey I'm on like learning about it where I'm not ready fully yet to say bam 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 this is what I think because I'm still learning the body confidence I feel like I'm really I know a lot about that but whereas the the bringing up the girls it's something I'm still learning Um, because it's hard it's hard to kind of learn ourselves and to get certain kind of social you know the way society is to get that out of our own heads because that's how we've been conditioned and that's how we've grown up Absolutely. I mean, Zoe and I even talk about, you know, just putting makeup on in front of, you know, our girls. I mean, my my son Axel asks me all the time, oh, can I put some makeup on? Why do you put makeup on? And it's one of those things, isn't it? It's like, you want to just say, oh, I put it on because it makes me feel better. But then you equally don't want them to think, you have to put makeup on to make you feel better yeah. or, you know, them you see, yeah. 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 And, or, or they see you shaving your legs and your armpits. And, yeah. and I think, well, I am doing this because I want to do it. I'm not doing it because my husband likes me to do it. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know why I want to do it. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm, it's like, I'm doing it because I just do. That's why. <laughs> I don't know what the answer is yeah yeah and then I think oh I'm not I'm not gonna like not shave my legs or anything like don't get me wrong and then I think should should I want should I want to stop like does this mean I'm not a feminist or whatever but no I'm I'm happy to keep shaving my legs but like you say you know I, I tell my daughter that she's beautiful and then I think oh and you're clever and you're kind and and I think I say this all the time yeah yeah I think am I and then you then I think oh my god am I just am I just really looking into this too much where I'm thinking I shouldn't be constantly telling her she's beautiful but I want to tell her she's beautiful it's so hard it's just finding that balance and I I try and say you're beautiful you're kind you're clever you're brave and and I try and kind of stick with those four so that I'm not focusing I don't want her to grow up with a chip on her shoulder thinking well you know where I've kind of pushed it on her and made her think well I, I don't want to be beautiful. and You know, it's so hard. It really is. I, I think this is the hardest part, actually, because you can't get it right. And the other day I made a comment about the fact that, you know, I try and stay away from beautiful and pretty with my girls. And I try and say to them, you know, you're smart and you're, you're yeah. funny and you're clever and you can do anything and, you know, you're strong and all this stuff. And then I got a message from somebody saying, I was conditioned in a house where my father never told me that I was beautiful and I grew up thinking I was ugly. And oh, I thought, oh, so fuck. Hard. This is the hardest thing because, you know, what we're saying here is that we want to arm our girls with the tools to, you know, to be able to wear makeup, to choose to wear makeup because, okay, it enhances our, our, our features. It also makes us feel good and confident, but it doesn't, doesn't create who we are. It doesn't, you know, it, it, a face full of makeup is not a happy person. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's just an add-on that can be fun. We've got to give them that, but it ha- like, it's, wow, I think it's the toughest thing. Because, you know, you can arm them with sex. You know, you can tell them that you you shouldn't give yourself too easy to somebody. Then you hang out and you miss out and you don't experience the fun things. Like even just down to those parts of raising girls, that spins my head out. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) my God. This is where I I say, like, I'm not quite ready to 
fully to do this I need to I don't just want to see a few quotes on Instagram and that become my attitude I want to understand them and like you say you want to say you can do anything to your kids but then they need to understand that you can't do everything that sometimes you're not going to be the best at things it's so hard everything's got like a a flip side hasn't it yes Absolutely. Big time. Um, <laughs> we, we, we've touched on body confidence. And I think this is a really interesting one with you, Maria, because aesthetically, you know, when you were, you know, doing your glamour modeling and, you know, you were kind of everywhere, it was like, wow, there was this like, you know, you were just so visual to the eye. It was just like, wow. <laughs> I remember looking at you just thinking, wow, that body and incredible. But obviously what was going on inside was a different story from what I can tell from what you've said. Um, so, what happened then and what has made you feel confident enough now to kind of say, do you know what, this is me and I'm great in my own skin, thank you very much, but my skin doesn't look like that anymore? Um, age, I think. I think as you get older, you just think, do you know what, I, ca I can't be arsed with trying to be, be this person that society expects me to be. And I'm not saying that I'm not trying to get fitter and I'm not trying to look better and how I'm comfortable looking. and But it's okay not to look like the pictures that you see on the magazines because most of the time it's not real. I mean, even pat pictures, I've had my pat pictures touched, edited and stuff before. And, and I think, God, like, because you feel that if you don't do it, everyone else is doing it. And then people are comparing you and they're thinking, God, she's a bit fat or she doesn't look great. They're all at it. Like they're in. And, and I think the minute you turn around and go, oh, do you know what? This is me. It, it is liberating. And you think you feel so much more comfortable and relaxed. And, you know, I, I can't do it to people. I can't be putting pictures on making out I'm a, a size eight or 10 or whatever after I've had a baby because I'm not. And it, it's so damaging to people. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think, yeah, I mean, social media is incredible for that kind of thing. You know, the fact that a lot of us now are just like, do you know what? We've put on this front for so long. I mean, everyone, you know, whether you've got 10 followers or 10 million followers, everyone at some point is trying to put their best life on social media. But I feel like now that's kind of been stripped back. But I reckon particularly this year where we haven't been on fancy holidays and we haven't been able to show our best life because everyone's in the same position. Um, and yeah, I mean, it, it, everyone, you know, we've all changed and we've all done a bit of a 180. But I guess the question is, we saw, um, you know, that you were saying that you are raising your daughter without screens. Um, and is that, oh, I guess, yeah. is that because you don't want her to find social media quickly? Or, you know, what was your what was your thinking behind that, I guess? Do you know, I've got nothing against what anybody chooses to do because we've all got our own lives and lifestyles and reasons for things. But for us as a couple, we just we just wanted her to grow up being there with us all the time. And I don't know, it's hard to say this without sounding like it, there's any judgment because there isn't any judgment. But for us personally, like we just wanted her to be in the moments with us and not be engrossed in a screen. Um, and I know a lot of parents, you can limit that. But we gave Evie um, a phone when she was... No, we didn't give her a phone. We gave her our <laughs> phone when she was a baby. And we went out somewhere and there was no um, there was no um, 3G. Oh, she screamed and screamed and screamed. And when I got in the car, I left my wine. I got in the car and I went, 
that's it I'm not doing it again and for us it was it was just that decision we'd, we'd said we weren't mm. going to do it when we had her and yeah it is it's what they see and what they, and it was you know the whole Momo do you remember all that on YouTube and yeah it was Momo so, it was like where <laughs> it was like it was but like um someone was kind of hijacking YouTube videos wasn't it it was like a yeah. weird uh, I can't what Maria explain exactly you describe what it, was. it yeah it was like this scary thing that had come up <laughs> it'd go Momo's gonna get you Momo's gonna get you and it'd tell children like you've got to jump down the stairs or Momo's gonna get you and I don't know how much of it was kind of oh, made bigger by the media but yeah I was just like okay this is weird like and I'm she scared watch- and I'm 38 <laughs> <laughs> Momo's going to get me, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> she does watch stuff now on YouTube, on the TV, um, because obviously we need to, we can't just totally shield her f- from the world. Like, um, And she does learn a lot on there, but we just think she can't take that out with us. We, we can see what she's looking at. Um, there is going to be a time when we are going to in- introduce it, but it's just working for us as a family. So it's all personal choice. We'll be right back after the short break. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. So welcome back. Uh, Back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Where were we? So when you say no screens, is that no phones, no iPads, but they can watch the telly? Yeah. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, mean, I get that. Yeah, I, to- I mean, I totally get that. I find that if um, my son, Axel, is on the iPad for too long and then you go to take it away, you think, oh, my God, why why did I even give it to him in the first place? Because yeah. this is just, you know, that half an hour I had to myself has just been ruined. They look like zombies. I reckon, like, I'm, I definitely do it. Like, on Saturday. Oh, yeah, I do. We, we sat in front of the telly. The kids, you know, were on their iPads for a couple of hours. They're just those yeah. Amazon Fire things. They're great. But... They they sort of were like zombies afterwards, like black eyes and sort of what. And it's only because we were too exhausted. We'd had a massive yeah. week, and it was kind of for us. It, for them, it was not. Uh, you know, 
it doesn't really do huge amounts. So I, I'm a bit like you. I try and limit the time. But at the same time, I think you, you have to make it work for you, don't you? It's like whatever fits in with your lifestyle. Some parents at the moment are having to uh, try and homeschool. Then they've got little yeah. ones that aren't going to nursery. They're trying to do their job at the same time. And it's like, what are we left with? We kind of have to do what we have to do. 100%. I mean, we, we now, we're, we're fortunate enough, we have two TVs downstairs. So we are starting to, like you say, say go on you watch youtube for a bit in the living room and she'll watch people unwrapping kinder eggs for four oh, hours yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, right, i say we say no i'll make your brain small if you've got to watch some learning but <laughs> we do start to let we have been letting her do that because yeah like you say we just need the break but for us i think it wasn't a matter of not wanting to give it them it was a it was the problems of trying to take it off them when they don't want to give it you back and you know in a restaurant and stuff we just we just thought let's just not do it um but yeah we do youtube at home 100 percent. it's a godsend and so going back to your instagram and and all of your amazing body confidence stuff which by the way georgia and i absolutely adore because i just think it's so brilliantly (laughs) raw and wonderful um what's kind of your your dream with it all and do you have any tips for anybody that's listening that really doesn't feel body confident at all um my dream with it is just to to gain you know give people that confidence and you know if it makes one person feel better um I had a a lady send me um a photo of what her 11 year old had written for a school assessment and it was about body confidence and about her following someone which was me on Instagram and they'd said it's okay to be comfortable in your skin and what she'd taken those messages she'd taken from that and I thought oh my gosh if an 11 year old's writing this this is quite quite powerful like it's such a powerful message um I mean my my goal my dream would be that every influencer was happy to post pictures and I know they're not and it it's it's hard because I also try and get across it let's not bash people that do edit their pictures because I used to edit pictures and it's through feeling insecure and feeling like you have to look a certain way so it's not that they're the the devils in this they're victims to it as well I would say um follow follow more people that make you feel good um that's a big thing because people do spend a lot of time on social media and if somebody if you are looking at pictures and it makes you feel a bit crap then just unfollow like follow people that are going to empower you and um have that discussion with friends because you say to your friends god you know since I've had a baby my sex drive's gone and they go me too and you can have a laugh about it and those kind of conversations they really make you feel like you're not on your own and you can say oh gosh my, you know you turn around to your friend who you think's perfect and you say oh god I've, my body has been this and that since I've had a baby and they turn around and say me too and you think oh you're a size eight how can you feel like that next minute they're sending you a picture of the belly button saying it looks like a, a cat's bum and you think oh my god like, <laughs> I thought you were perfect like, yeah. so true it's it so true all true. the boobs the boobs that my boobs that look like the empty um the empty <laughs> chicken fillets it's just so yeah. it's just like I'm trying to love them I'm, I'm loving them more I think I'm accepting them more and loving them more and looking at them more but there's certain positions that I lie in the bed and I oh, look down at them and I think oh fucking hell I'm not happy with that <laughs> they never used to be that saggy oh, no. I just I just think the conversation opening conversation with your friends and because you I mean my friends I'm quite lucky like I'm surrounded by more recently the friends that I've made since I've had my daughter and where we've moved friends that live on my street and that like they are 
what I'd say your normal girls like no, they're not trying to be you know they don't put all these pictures online and they're just n- normal nice people and they're the kind of people that I surround myself with I don't really I can't be bothered with you know like the clicks and they're like you've got to be perfect and I can't be bothered with all of that I just think you've just, you just got to have those conversations surround yourself with people who you know like-minded people really Real yeah, people. that make you feel good. Exactly. Yeah. And so you mentioned that you obviously moved back to Derby. Did you move back to Derby when you felt like you were ready to settle and have a family? And was that always the plan? Yeah, well, I moved um, I moved to Scotland with an ex, got dumped, <laughs> moved back to Derby, moved to Peterborough with another ex who was a horror. And then I just thought, where do I go, London or Derby? And I thought, I need something. I need a real life. Like, I need to be around real people that care about me and I think in Essex and at that time I was there it was all about what car you had what watch you had and I I can't be asked with it to be honest I just I'm not saying everybody's like that there's some amazing people in London and it depends I guess what circles you're in but the circles I were in it just wasn't real life and it was all people were your best friend if you had a lot of screen time on the show and it just didn't feel like it just didn't seem to me like a place that I wanted to have children and grow like you know that particular place that I was in down there and I I went through a bad time down there and I just needed to kind of come back and like reset do you do you think about your past down there a lot do you do you ever kind of go back to that period of your life I think about the depression um that I went through a lot um I I attempted to end my life and things like that and I, I do think back to them but more from now it doesn't sting as much like I look back and I think how far I've come um oh god when I talk about it it does make me a bit like oh gosh but yeah I just look at pictures of myself and (laughs) it's weird like like you say the pictures in the little dresses with the boobs and I just think unhappy 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 like I just it's so weird it's so weird I look back and I think god I was trying to like all I wanted was to settle down and have a family and I just it just never sort of happened back then and yeah, I do look back at pictures and I think, oh, bless you. Like, I just want to like give myself a hug and say, look, if I'd have known then that I would be settled down with a family and that I think I would have maybe felt better at the time. Yeah. I think it's quite incredible, though, and we, we actually started this conversation, you know, when it when it wasn't recording, you know, talking about you've lost a friend recently to suicide. Uh, you know, we all lost a, a national treasure last year because of it and a, and, a, and a friend of mine and and I think you know you've obviously just made that admission now and sort of said that you tried to end your life and outwardly and for everybody else that was kind of watching you you know you had it all right it seemed like you had it all and there was a big smile going on there and you just don't know what's going on behind closed closed doors it, it, it has to be a change to you know, keep talking and keep reaching out and the, the online bullying has to stop and, you know, the snidey comments and the way that we treat, you know, we, ha- ha- like we have to be kind. We have to be oh, kind. A hundred percent. And I think, it, it, sad as it sounds, the more real you put yourself out and the more vulnerable you appear, the nicer people are to you. And I think it's a shame it's like that, but the, the internet is littered with, you know, the forums that you just think, what are you doing? Like, can't we just all be happy and be nice? Like, why do we have to pull people down all the time? Yeah, absolutely. Do you get any, you know, 
nasty negative comments now you just mentioned that actually being you know more open and real on Instagram you don't seem to get so many but do you get any are there people who are still there trying to drag you down not not to my face no they don't message me but they there are things that people write on certain horrible corners of the internet but to be honest I don't read it I used to read it I don't read it anymore um so I just I just take myself away from it I just think it's negative and whatever someone says about me like I know I'm a good person I know I look after my children and you know I work and I pay my taxes Do you know what I mean like I know that I can sleep at night um and that it's a shame it does get to you at times but I mean the worst I ever had was it was from the press actually um that's what led me to be in a really dark place and um and that's another reason why I just I just stay out of it. I, I try, you know, I copyright my pictures. I don't want to be on the Mail Online. I don't want to, I don't really, unless it was for a positive thing. I just think it's all, I don't know. I just, it take, I think it just gives me so much anxiety. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And you obviously mentioned, you know, that you tried to take your own life and you were, you know, suffering from depression. Is that something you will tell your daughters about as they grow up? Will you, will you tell them about, you know, what happened to you and and I guess ha- how you came through it? I think I think when they're old enough, I definitely need to have that conversation with them. Um, but again, it is finding the right way to talk about it without them, without normalising it and making them think, it's again it's back to that thing of like how do we get this message across yeah in the right Um, way yeah and yeah I I will talk to them about depression and and um mental health 100% I think it's you know even now I'm trying to get that be kind message to Evie and I'm talking to her about you know when she starts school in September she'll be one of the oldest and she's got to look after people and if anybody's being mean and you know you try it without scaring them you try and kind of like plant them little seeds and hope that that they'll take it on board and remember it oh, I'm exactly the same we, we've we've both got Luna starting in September as well and I and she's going to be one of the oldest because she's a September baby so I keep saying that to her as well and I think it's one of my biggest fears actually I don't know about for you guys but getting that phone call to say oh you know your kid's been bullying so it's just like it would it would destroy me because hopefully we're raising them to just be so aware of other people's feelings I just want them to be the one that always goes to people if they're hurt or upset or sad that I'm not really worried about like academia I mean I you know that's not really my driver I just want to make them amazingly kind humans so that they just they're aware of people they look after people they're just emotionally sorted and mature um that's that's what I want isn't it scary though thinking you're sending them out into their world influences and oh god (laughs) (laughs) we're just gonna lock them up and keep them at home forever oh my goodness all I do is I feel like I'm brainwashing Axel I'm like what are you gonna be when you're older Axel a doctor (laughs) Axel a doctor because we can help people he's like yeah I'm gonna be a doctor and a racing driver no 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 just a doctor just to be kind to people that's amazing George that's a, and a racing driver no no yeah, no, no. no 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 Stop the, no 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 too no, dangerous not, yeah <laughs> not about that it is hard though because you feel like all the little things you say you think you have to kind of like censor everything don't you because you think oh if I say that or you know like if she sees me weighing myself or you know things like that it's so hard isn't it 
Absolutely. Oh God! I mean, don't even. Dawson says my husband says to me that I spend more time worrying about things that haven't happened than actually <laughs> stuff that's going on in our lives. I'm like, shit. Who have I become? But we can only do what I, what we can only do. And I say this again a lot. I'm like, they may turn around to us at some point during their life and say, "Mom, Dad, Mum, Mum, Dad, Dad, you fucked me up." And that is it. You can't do anything about yeah. that. Oh my gosh. Am I right? I'm right? That's a great <laughs> place to end. You are um, right. Listen, before we go, Maria, we really we love to ask our guests for the best piece of advice that they would give a new parent. Take your time. Don't don't feel pressure to have people around. Um stick to your stick to what how you want to bring them up. You know, if you don't want them eating certain whatever, like whatever it is, be firm. Because I find that with your first baby, you can, you have more of a voice with your second, don't you? But with your first, sometimes you can feel like people are holding them and you're like, you just want them back. And I just think be firm and yeah, like if you don't want people around, don't have them around. Um, Just be strong with how you want to parent as well. Yeah, agree. And also, um, our listeners love to hear about, um, you know, the best products. So what are your like favourite sort of diehard baby products? We love the Sleepy Head, which yes. has changed names now. Um, they're beautiful, the new ones. You need to have a look at them. Well, mind you, you probably won't need them now, will you? No, <laughs> Not if Jordan can keep her legs crossed. <laughs> I mean, anyone who listens to the podcast knows that that comment is a That was projection. Of- that yes. was projection. Oh, yes, sorry, that was sorry, projection. Sorry. <laughs> I called Docker Tot now. Oh, yeah, I they, didn't know that. Docker Tot, the Kakuna baby is good as well when they're newborn, um, but the Docker the Docker Tot lasts longer, so you get oh, more wow. wear out of it. Nice. Um, the perfect prep if you bottle feed in. Oh, yeah. Yes, absolutely. You've uh, oh, actually the Snus Pod. I love that. Yes, a little yeah. Yes, the little one. Yes, I had that. Yeah, I really I had, loved that as well. I had another C-section, and this time having that that I could sit down and just sort of slide her out in the night was so much better than having to sit up and get her out of her Moses basket. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, agree. And that has the reflux tilt as well. And is there still, is there stuff that you use with Evie now, um, now that she's a bit older, are there, like your diehard things that she can't live without? She she does she does love puzzles like she loves puzzles and games. Um, I mean she's just princess mad at the minute. So <laughs> I think probably one of the best things we got was a play kitchen. Like we've got oh, so yeah. much use out of that. The, the play kitchens are amazing. Also for us, like I love anything that's small. You know, like yeah, like tiny little mini things. I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why? That's such a weird admission. <laughs> no, um, no, 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 no. It's not. I'm exactly the same, Zoe. Like good. miniature anything. When you're like, oh my God, it's miniature high baked baked beans. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, like the Sylvanian families with them tiny <gasps> little wine glasses. <laughs> Straight up the Hoover. <laughs> this is incredible. Brilliant. Uh, Maria, thank you so much for coming on. It's been an absolute treat to chat Thanks to you. Thanks for having me. Thank no, it's been you. wonderful. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Wasn't it lovely to hear Maria's story and just how much she embraces her new life? Like in every aspect, not just the motherhood side, but, you know, her mindset, body confidence, just everything. Yeah, I love her message. I love how powerful it is now. And I really love how she's sort of forming a really strong opinion on how she wants to raise her kids and how she views herself and 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 I really liked where we were in the chat sort of talking about her ex-Towie days and how she sort of looks back at that period you know it was all like teeth and boobs and hair extensions and stuff and actually she was just 
fucking miserable, like really miserable and not happy in her own skin. And she seems to really love love her skin now, love everything about herself, you know, and inside seems really strong. Mentally seems yeah. really strong. It's brilliant. It's really brilliant. Yeah, it's a really, really powerful is. story. Yeah, and you know what? I really hope we are in a different place now. I think there are so many things that she was saying there about, you know, just the way we've kind of been conditioned, like our generation. Oh, yeah. Um, and the magazines we used to read and I don't even think I hadn't even really thought about that before you know like how how to get a boy to fancy you that was just like the norm wasn't it just Mm. you pick up you know all your magazines even from like those silly magazines when you were a teenager it was like bliss yeah bliss and think yeah that would that would all be that I mean now I as a parent if there was a magazine like that I wouldn't be buying it for my daughter and I think I don't think it would be out there anymore actually five ways to get your ex back <laughs> five ways to get your ex to notice you it's like well fuck your ex your ex slept with your best mate get rid of him get rid <laughs> <Yeah>. of him <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So, you know what? It, you know, even if it's baby steps, I think we really are on track to, you know, make make a, make it a better place for, for our kids to grow up in. So, yeah, we'll um, be driving that. We'll be driving yes, that conversation. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Listen, as always, we would love you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. You know how to do that by now. But um, if you do have time to leave us a little five star review, that would be so nice. Really helpful to spread the Made by Mama's podcast word. Yeah, and if you've got any suggestions for guests or, you know, topics you want us to cover or incredible experts that you've seen, then please drop us a DM at Made by Mummers and we'll be back on Friday with a Q&A episode. See you then. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com.